Hi, legendary fans. I'm Gareth. Uh, this is day one of a very long shoot for Godzilla, and we've just finished the first shot. And it went great. I can't tell you anymore. You're going to have to see the movie. But... Podcast, your number one podcast for Godzilla, Gamera, and all things Kaiju. I'm your co-host, Noah, and with me here once again is returning host and creator of the Toho Kingdom Podcast, Nick. Hey, everybody. Nice to be back. And we also have with us returning regular host, Dylan. Hey, how's everybody doing? And of course, this episode is a momentous occasion because we are all geeking out over the fact that Legendary Pictures' Godzilla reboot has officially begun filming. Huzzah! Huzzah! <laughs> it's about time. You, it's about time. You guys can't see me, but I'm doing the Irish jig she dance that uh, Godzilla does in Monster Zero. <laughs> with the little, like, with the hands above the head. And the little, little, little. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. Ah. Boom. Ah. I love that dance. <laughs> but. But yeah, we're we're psyched, and this episode's going to be all about that. We're going to be geeking out about it, as well as catching up on a lot of the news stories that we've missed out on, such as uh, Frank Darabont, the casting, the lawsuit, and of course, the filming. Yep. Sounds good. Alright, so let's jump right into it. Our first topic is um, the last writer to be announced to be either turning in a new script or polishing a current script. I believe it's the latter was Frank Darabont, who is perhaps best known for working on the Shawshank Redemption and AMC's The Walking Dead. And he joins a list of writers that include Max Borenstein, Dave Callahan, uh, David Goyer, and Drew Pierce. So I guess the question yep. is, what are you all's thoughts on Frank Darabont? Um, I'll go I first. like Frank I... Darabont. No, go ahead, Dylan. <laughs> okay. I'll go um, I I just started watching The Walking Dead from the very beginning. I haven't watched a single episode past the first season. So, so well, that's so good. Far, he's stopped working on the that? show after the first season. Uh, Frank Darabont hasn't worked on the show since the first season. Okay. Well, I'm really hooked yeah. on it. Uh, like I I think it's really good stuff. He did the majority of the writing. You know, it's. I'm impressed with what he did in The Walking Dead. I think he did a really good job on Godzilla. But I honestly, I I believe it is that he's only polishing what was left over from the, the previous draft of the script. Um, I know that they had a, a final script, but they had, I believe it was the guy that did Iron Man 3, working on just aging up the characters. Mm-hmm. I think that would be Drew Pierce. Yeah. Um. So. I think it's interesting in that 
when you look at the, Frank Darabont did several interviews when it was announced that he was doing the um, Godzilla script. And then when you read those interviews, it sounds like he's had at least a fair amount of creative input when it comes to the script. Like, it doesn't sound that it was like, we're just going to call you and do a quick editing of it. Like, it seems like he actually had some, like, influence of what came on with the story and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Which I think is a good thing, because I think out of the writers that we saw so far, he's the one that whose work I feel like is most respectable. Mm-hmm. I, I know it, he's... He did, yeah. uh, the first, he did the first two Iron Men, too, right? Two pieces? Yeah. I think so, yeah. The one thing that gives me... Uh, Something that gets me excited about uh, Frank Darabont is in some interviews he said he wants Godzilla to be a frightening force of nature again, which sounds perfect to me. Oh, yeah, certainly. I mean, um, it, it's he said like it's nice in that one of the things that he was talking about that I'm excited about is that he tried to he's trying to make the human drama of the movie really interesting and exciting. Mm-hmm. I think it's something that Godzilla movies, since the original, have been missing. I mean, a lot of the times, how many times you watch a Godzilla movie and you're like, geez, I really hope that these humans just go away because I want to see Godzilla smash stuff. Mm-hmm. So I hope that they, they think Darabont brings the level of character development to this movie that otherwise wouldn't have been there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a couple of Godzilla movies I can think of besides the original Gojira where I like some of the human cast, but I think you're dead on, Nick. I mean, it's Cloverfield actually made me real appreciate uh, a good cast of characters in a kaiju film. So I'm very curious mm-hmm. to see how they do the human cast because you need to have a good human drama going on, but you can't overshadow Godzilla because something I'm going to harp on is that Godzilla is also a character. He's not just a monster. He needs. Oh yeah. To, I I'm always disappointed, and like I think one of the reasons why. You know, most people were disappointed in Final Wars is that Godzilla doesn't do anything. He's not an active force or a presence or even a character in that movie. He just shows up and, you know, punches other monsters. And when there's nothing to Godzilla other than that, he's not very interesting. I think the issue with Final Wars, though, is that it's both um, both the humans don't have any character and the monsters don't have any character. Yeah. So I think that's part of the reason why. Like, I think the perfect kaiju film is that you have a balance between the two. Which I think is part of the reason why people like the 90s Gamera movies so much. Yeah. Because you do have a good balance in those between like monsters with character and humans that also have an interesting story going on. Definitely. So, Dylan, um, what do you feel about the writers? <laughs> uh, like I said, I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't really follow. Like, Godzilla here is the very first movie I actually hardcore started following the production on. Uh, so I, I never really followed a movie behind the, the scenes. I mean, I kind of followed The Amazing Spider-Man when that was coming out, but not as in-depth as I am with this, so I really don't know much about what the other people have worked on or what really goes into making a script, so I can't really give an honest opinion on that. I mean, I I like The Walking Dead. I really like from what I've seen of The Walking Dead, so having Frank Darabont work on it, that what he did to the walking dead and i mean i like both of the first iron man movies and if i what i believe is correct like drew pierce working on those movies I, I think a combination between those two writers alone could do something good as long as they understand what godzilla is 
uh, I haven't really, I'm not really sure about Max Bornstein, Dave Callaham, or Goyer, because uh, I'm not too familiar with everything that they've done. I'm pulling up their stuff on IMDb right now to see what they've worked well, on. Goyer did uh, the Dark Knight trilogy and Superman. And well, Goyer, okay, well, I like those. So. Well, Goyer didn't actually write the scripts for this movie, so what David Goyer tends to do for movies is that he'll write like the story outline, and then other people will actually write the script. So that's kind of the impression of what I got that he did for Godzilla is he wrote up like, here's what I think this story should be, and um and how the different story elements work, then he let other people actually write it, which is what he did for The Dark Knight and for The Dark Knight Rises. Gotcha. And I'd also like to point out he did yeah. Blade Trinity, so you know his name isn't automatically as, as you know. A good thing, but uh, the only, one thing I find hey, interesting. I'm sorry. Uh, I was just gonna say he also did the two Ghost Rider movies, so oh. that's another example of. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh god. Well, I'm on Max Bornstein's uh, page right now, and uh, I've never seen Sword Swallowers and Thin Man, The Seventh Son, or Mona. Oh, so I'm not sure about like his work. I've never seen anything there, so I'm not exactly sure about what he could contribute to Godzilla. Uh, David Callahan here. What's that? He's relatively unknown. Like I, I honestly don't know much of his work at all. And I think most people like oh, I got in the industry, so I don't know. I don't really know why they went with him. Okay, well, I've seen The Expendables. I've seen Doom. I've, I have not seen The Expendables 2 yet. And I've never heard of like Horsemen so I, I mean, I'm kind of familiar with Dave Callahan's films. Uh, Doom was, well, Doom was Doom, and <laughs> The Expendables was it was a pretty cool movie. So I mean, it's like with all that action there too. So he he worked on a movie with a lot of action, and that could feel like could translate well into a Godzilla movie. And then the last one here, Goyer. And it's, it's weird because it's credited that the story was done by Dave Callahan and David S. Goyer, while the screenplay for the story was done by Max Bornstein, uh, Frank Darabont, and Drew Pierce. So I'm not sure okay. exactly who had the most creative approach on the film. And I've see I've seen all three Dark Knight movies. I've seen the first Ghost Rider. So I mean I'm most familiar with David S. Goyer stuff here. Um, and I, I like the Dark Knight I feel that Frank movies. One reason I feel that Frank Darabont might actually not have a lot or just a bit of input on the movie is that he was hired just like a month before they started shooting. Mm-hmm. So it, um, it seems a little odd that they would go like, okay, we have Frank Darabont on board, and then three weeks going to start shooting the movie. So if, if he was really having a huge input on the script, that'd be a little like strange for them to all of a sudden be like, yeah, now we're just starting shooting the movie, and we have a script that's like a day old. Uh, it, it, that doesn't seem like something that would happen much in Hollywood. <laughs> unless unless they're actually filming without a finished script. Which, that that, that worried me. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> Didn't Iron Man 2 do like an unfinished script or something like that? Transformers 2 is one yeah. that's infamous. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> not a huge fan of that one. Uh, for yeah, the record, Jaws was also, you know, the script kept changing as they were filming. So, I mean... You know, desperation can sometimes lead to brilliance, but I mean, it, it's not a safe bet at all to be working without a finished script. Yeah. Um, another thing that worries me when it comes to the writers is that 
a lot of the times when you've had this many writers work on a script, the end result is always something that's a little bit messy. Like the biggest example I can think of is Cowboys and Aliens. I mean, you had a a team that was mostly really talented professional people. You had like Daniel Craig, Harrison Ford, and John Favreau, who did the two Iron Man films again, um, on board with it. So I was expecting something good. But the issue was just that you had so many people right. I had something like six writers or something like that. And uh, that's something that I worry that Godzilla is going to fall into and that we just have too many people trying to write this script and it's going to seem kind of clouded. So I'm hoping that that's not the case, but I think that's the biggest thing that I'm most cautious about when it comes to this movie so far. Yeah, I wasn't, I, I was talking to Noah earlier about the Avengers and as highly praised as that film was, I, I didn't, I wasn't as impressed as everybody else was. It just didn't seem to have like an overall like followable plot to it. I mean, it, it seemed like they were just kind of like trying to shove everybody into the same movie at once to make it look really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Um, so is that more or less what we have to say about the writers? Are we going to do the lawsuit now? I think, um, if you're good with that, Dylan, I mean, I think we pretty much wrapped up the writers. Oh, the one thing I wanted to mention is Frank Darabont did sort it depends on your definition of kaiju, but just going with Strange Beast, um, Frank Darabont did kind of work on a film you could kind of consider a kaiju film. He uh, wrote The Mist based on the Stephen King. Oh, yeah. Uh, which is either a really good thing or a really bad thing, depending on your opinion of the movie. <laughs> yeah, your opinion of the movie. Yeah, I, I, I sort of like The Mist. I mean, um, yeah. I mean, I like it except for the ending. Yeah, same here. Boy, like here, but <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it shows that he knows how to do human drama with sort of like a monster background, which you can also see in like The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what I'm most optimistic about when it comes to Frank Darabont coming on board is he's good at doing these sort of like big apocalyptic backgrounds and then having like human drama in the yeah. foreground, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Cool. Oh, yeah. I guess that basically wraps up the writers then. Um. I gotta admit, this one, I'm not as well informed as I should be. But the next topic we're going to talk about is pretty big, too. We're talking about the lawsuit. If I understand it correctly, uh, Legendary, this project, I don't know their names, but two producers brought this project to Legendary and Toho. They are the ones who started the ball rolling on this. And Legendary is currently trying to push them out of the production, out of, you know, cheat them out, uh, you could argue, cheat them out of their money and their position. And I don't know how the lawsuit is progressing, but this is a pretty big deal. I have um, a majority from what I've of heard. the lawsuit documented here on my computer. It's, uh... uh go ahead, no, uh, Nick. Okay. Um, just from what I've heard, I heard that the two producers, um, Dylan, do you have their names? Uh, Dan Lin, Roy Lee, and Doug Davison, apparently. Apparently it's three of them. Okay. Well, I According heard that the three Hollywood producers, reporter. yeah, like, yeah. Um, what Noah said um, is true in that they were um, essentially legendary attempting to fire them. But from what I gathered is that they got the project started and then more or less haven't done anything, according to Legendary, since they um, brought it forward. And that most of the work since then has been done by people like um, – Brian Rogers and um and like um Gareth Edwards and just the heavy lifters over at the legendary. 
I think the their reasoning was why should we be paying these people when we could put that money towards the actual movie and these people weren't doing anything. So this is sort of unheard of in Hollywood, which is like the big deal why I got a lot of press is that typically producers aren't fired like this. And they typically have a lot more control over what goes on in a movie. And this is one of the first stances where a movie studio has stepped forward and fired a producer. So this is why it's such a huge deal and why there's been a lot of press and a lot of lawsuits going back and forth because there's just, nobody's really ever done this before. So um, what it meant for Godzilla was that they had to start shooting a lot faster before the whole project could get canned because of whatever the result of this lawsuit was. Which could tie into our unfinished script fears. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, so that, uh, that kind of like worries me a little bit. If, that, if that's the reason why it's starting to get amped up in production and stuff like that, because they don't want to get sued. Yeah, that's this. Uh, it was interesting in that like Legendary knew they were going to get sued, so they sued the producers first, and then the producers sued them. So there's two lawsuits going on from both ends right now about the whole thing. So what exactly is going to happen is sort of a mystery. But I think it's interesting in that um, the lawsuit was announced just a few days away from when Frank Darabont was announced to be on the project. Mm-hmm. And it does seem that like things have really taken off since everything went crazy with that. I mean, it was it was it was like. Bam, okay, Frank Darabont's running it. Bam, there's a lawsuit. Okay, bam, the cast is announced. Bam, we're filming. Like, wow, that was yeah. that was really fast. I mean, something that gives me some hope about the whole thing is that if I remember correctly, they said they were going to be shooting in March back in like, like October and November. So they've known that they were going to be shooting in Vancouver for a while. So maybe that's, maybe they just end up going with the schedule. But the lawsuit had nothing to do with it. So who knows? We can hope. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I think that's the best case scenario in that we're not being rushed forward with the product because of some trouble behind the scenes. Yeah, that's that's what I'm scared of. Mm-hmm. And I, Dylan, do, does the report you have does it say anything different or no? Um. Well, I I don't have just one report. Like I I I've been collecting the whole evolution of the film via articles and photos and stuff like that. So I have articles from a whole bunch of different websites documenting this lawsuit and the whole thing. Uh, the closest thing to an end I have is an article from... Let's see what website. It's from Hollywood Reporter, and it's uh, it's uh, judge decides whether to... or whether Godzilla producer dispute goes to apparition. So... That's the latest thing I have on the subject. I mean, it hasn't stopped production. That's the, I know that was the big worry that everybody was talking about on the on the Total Kingdom forums and Facebook and everything was that production was going to grind to a halt because of the lawsuit. And you know, clearly that hasn't been the case. I don't, I don't know if that's good yeah. or bad, but. I think it's actually perfectly possible that this entire lawsuit thing has been solved and it's dealt with in private. Yeah. I mean, it may have just, I mean, it might not even be an issue anymore. So who knows? And at this point, the, the film has taken off production so much and they have so many people involved with it by now that it more or less may just not be the case. Mm. So, yeah. 
they may have to go settle out of court for an undisclosed sum. Is yeah, often the yeah. case. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. I'm. It, it's a messy scenario, but it looks like at this point, it's not going to be having a huge effect on the movie and how it proceeds from this point forward. I wonder why they were let go from the project. I mean, thankfully, there hasn't been any leaking about them saying like, oh, we can't stand the direction they're taking this project. We don't like what they're doing to the character. It hasn't been anything like that. I just, I'm curious uh, why they were let go. Well, Nick, Nick said that they were uh, not, they weren't really doing anything with the project. They brought the project to Legendary, and when Legendary approved it and started working on it, these producers, they really didn't do anything. They kind of just like sat back and let Legendary do all the work. So Legendary was like, well, hey, you guys aren't doing anything, so we're going to have to kick you off the project. Ah, uh, I gotcha. Yeah, that's the that's the story that I've been hearing. I've been hearing, I haven't heard anything from the producer side of the whole thing. So who knows, maybe there's something else that happened. But everything I've heard has been more or less that Legendary felt that they weren't really contributing that much to the project and that they'd rather put their money somewhere else. So they fired them, more or less. Ouch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it seems more like an issue with those individual people than with the project itself, which is I'm bad for them, but good for us as fans, I guess, if that's the case. Mm-hmm. I mean, I certainly hope that, like, I mean, I know I would feel awful if I had the rug pulled out from under me and I was one of those producers, but if they weren't really doing anything, then I guess, you know, what do you expect? Yeah, I mean, there's just not much you can do about the whole thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Any thoughts, Dylan? I mean, um... Additional thoughts? Or... I didn't mean to interrupt. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, uh, cool. I'm a very simple person. I <laughs> really... Like like the script. I mean, I don't really follow this kind of stuff. Like the main stuff I'm looking forward to is like the reveal of the monster design, and like stuff other stuff from the movie. Uh, I mean, the whole like I was worried at first when they announced that there was this whole lawsuit and everybody else was freaking out like, oh my god, to stop production of the movie. I was like, oh my god, what if that's true? What if it's going to stop production? What if we're not going to see the movie ever again? <laughs> and uh, look, but slowly as the whole thing, I kind of got less. Less worried now. The movie started production, so the whole lawsuit thing doesn't concern me that much. Gotcha. Yeah. So I guess that's basically it for the lawsuit, unless I don't. Have... Yeah, there's not much to go off of other than that there is a lawsuit that started. They're working on it right now, and it's not complete yet. So more on that. Yeah. Yeah, the big the big thing the big news about it is that it hasn't halted production like everyone was afraid. So no. yeah, that's the good things have obviously been forward rather nicely. So yeah. yeah, cool. All right, then all right. That's the I think leads us to the next big step: the cast. We finally have a cast oh. for this project. Which I and I've I've heard Nick, Yeah, I've heard Nick on the forums commenting about the the cast and on Facebook about how good of a cast it is. So Yeah. It's they they have some very nice high caliber actors in this cast, which it makes me very happy about um just this script and the direction this movie may be taking. Just because many of these people are respectable and award winning actors. So it just makes me feel that we are giving we are getting a high quality movie and one of these actors 
who are very busy and very respected people want to be a part of. So that for me is the biggest thing that I've gotten more like hopeful for this movie so far. So Dylan, do you like want to read out what we have so far? Yeah, sure. Um, so far we have Aaron Taylor Johnson, best known for his movie Kick Ass. He played the main character <laughs> Kick Ass. Uh, we have Brian Cranston, who was in Malcolm in the Middle, and more popularly, he was in The New Breaking Bad. Elizabeth Olsen, who I have not seen too much with her in, so I'm not exactly sure. I'm opening up her file right now. And it says that she was listed as in Martha, Marcy, May, Marlene, Silent House, Red Light, and Liberal Arts. I have not seen any of those, so I'm not exactly sure on how her acting will be in the movie. Uh, yeah. We can talk about her in a minute. We also have uh, Juliette Benoche. It does not ring a bell at all. Have any either of you heard yeah, of her? Um, I've been she, she I don't know her very well, but she's a she was nominated for an Academy Award. I know that. That's awesome. I'm not sure but she is a well respected nominated by the Oscars actress. I mean I I'll I'll look it up right now to be honest. I wanna I'm actually curious to see what she's nominated for. But um yeah. Looking through her profile here and I, I have not seen anything that she's been in so far I am really yeah. unfamiliar with this cast I know the Olsen name and I'm aware of Breaking Bad but I don't watch Breaking Bad so I'm, this whole cast is new to me which I'm okay with I mean I would not be happy I'm, some of the celebrity names do kind of frighten me a little bit but I mean I would not be happy if they cast you know I don't know, like um, Katie Holmes or uh, Tom Cruise or, you know, any of those kinds of celebrities. <laughs> I would totally be upset over them casting like that. I want them to go either the really well-regarded professional actors or um, the the unknowns who can knock your socks off. Okay. I just looked up Julia Pinoche. She, was, she won an Oscar in 1997 for Best Supporting actress in the movie *The English Patient*, and then in 2001, she was nominated for Best Actress in a Leading Role for the movie *Chocolat*. So, huh. I don't know. She's apparently very talented. I haven't seen either of those films, but she's obviously very well regarded, and um, she won an Academy Award. So we have an Academy Award-winning cast for the *Godzilla* remake. So there we go. Okay. Uh, also yeah. listed that, that w was very well received among fans. We have, uh, forgive me if I mistake his name, it's uh, Ken Watanabe. He was in Inception, The Last Samurai, Letters from Iwo Jima, and Batman Begins. I've only seen Batman Begins in parts of Inception. So. Okay. I've yeah. seen The Last Samurai, and I didn't really enjoy that film, but I think he was pretty good in it. I, 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 did, I do remember him as Ra's al Ghul in uh, Batman Begins, though. Okay. Um, is that the whole cast that we have so far? Uh, no, we also have uh, the gentleman that we were David, talking yeah. about earlier. Uh, his name is David Strathorn. Yeah. I, I know him. Who, I know this guy. Yeah, he's most famous for, um, if you've seen the, Bor the last two Bourne movies, he's sort of the guy that plays the head of the CIA that's hunting down Bourne. Mm -hmm. And then he was also, last year, he was in Lincoln. He played one of the people that was trying to get the... Um, the amendment passed in Congress, and 
again, very talented, very, at least in my opinion, very respectable actor. So. I, I've liked, he's one of those guys, he's one of those actors that I don't know their names, but when I see him, I'm like, oh yeah, that guy. Uh, yeah. Noah actually has a little bit of cool information about this guy that could lead us to what he might possibly be representing in the film. Okay. If you'd like to talk, Noah. Yeah. Um, according to IMDb, so take this with a mountain of salt, um, David, uh, how do you pronounce his last name again? Uh, I'm going to say Strathorn. Strathorn has played J. Robert Oppenheimer, one of the inventors of the atomic bomb and the person who speaks the line that we all know is in the teaser about uh, comparing the atomic bomb to death, the destroyer of worlds. He has played Robert Oppenheimer twice in the TV movie Day One and in the... Um, what was it? It was uh, the American Experience, a TV series documentary in the trials of J. Robert Oppen Robert Oppenheimer. So, wow, <laughs> that's like perfect. You know, perfect. Either that's like the greatest coincidence ever, or it's totally not a coincidence. <laughs> um, I think the press release that came out with his casting said that he would be playing a military officer, but that would be really neat if he did end up playing. The, the guy you were talking about. Um, I, I won't try to pronounce his name. Oppenheimer. Okay. Um, I think that's certainly a really neat possibility. And who knows? Um, it is, a, at the very least, it's really cool coincidence. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm not yeah. sure if he's going to play Oppenheimer as much as play a character that could stand for him. Like, he might be the, the guy, like, that is in charge of, like, he makes the decision to use that possible nuke that we've been seeing in the set photos he might be the man to yeah. make the decision to use it against godzilla or he i i'm gonna put money down that he is somewhat related to the nuclear bomb that we've been seeing in the set photos it's yeah i want to get into that because i'm um, i know we've seen that wrapped up prop but i didn't know that was a nuclear bomb so it it's not officially it hasn't been released it hasn't nobody's said anything that it is one but a lot of people have been pointing out similarities, and they think it is a nuclear missile. Hmm. That's, um, that's an interesting theory. There's also, before I forget, there's one last person who there's been articles stating that he's in the film, but I'm not exactly sure if he is or not. Uh, uh, a man under the name of Richard T. Jones. Yeah. He's not listed here on IMDb, so I'm... And, of course, like you said earlier, that's... You have, you have to take this site with a grain of salt. So he could be in the film. There's articles stating that he's in the film. But from the sources I'm going off of, it does not say he's in the film yet. So I'm just throwing this out here right now. I've never been... Yeah. Un, I, I, I'm not familiar with Richard T. Jones at all. Yeah, I think it's possible he's going to be in this movie, but I don't have anything uh, definite. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't see any reason not to believe it at this point. Maybe he's just playing a smaller role. Before we move on from the cast, though, uh, I saved a, an image that somebody off of Toho Kingdom uh, snapped off with their cell phone on the website Comic Book Movie. An article oh, yeah. was posted that was quickly taken right off again, and it was stated Morgan Freeman joins the Godzilla cast. <laughs> I, I don't know what the likelihood of that is. That'd be cool. But um, I think it's just as likely that Legendary was like, wait, 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 no, he's not, and they took it down. So, 
weren't yeah. supposed to know that. <laughs> um, before we go on from the cast, though, um, there has been some news released about who some of these different people are playing. Like, Aaron Taylor Johnson is playing the protagonist, who is, I think, a U.S. soldier. Yes. And so that's cool. And Brian Cranston, who is one of my personal favorite actors, Actors, like you said, from Breaking Brad, he's phenomenal. Um, we'll be playing his stepfather, Aaron Taylor Johnson's character, your stepfather. And then Elizabeth Olsen is his girlfriend, I believe. So it's interesting in that Brian Cranston's character is sort of similar to the one that we see him play in Breaking Bad. So I don't know. And he's great in that role. So that gives me, um, I don't know, it gives me some hope. <laughs> I mean, I I'm really interested to see how they play it out with um, that dynamic. I see the potential for a lot of high jokes here. Man, this meth is really good. I'm seeing a giant lizard. Yeah, it's it's not the meth. <laughs> it's time to go. I gotta say, when, I would um, I would love to have Morgan Freeman narrate the whole movie that day as I watch that like monster trash Tokyo <laughs> turn to like March of the Godzilla. One last thing. I'm not sure if either of you are on the Facebook page, but there's been a huge thing for the last like two to three years uh, of petitions and videos and stuff of trying to get veteran Godzilla actor Akira Takarada to have at least a cameo in this film. There have been reports from several different people, including a Japanese girl on Twitter and several other people around the internet that Akira Takarada has been spotted in Vancouver. Woohoo! That'd be very exciting. Um, and I think it's interesting that that's not, they wouldn't necessarily like announce his appearance in the movie either. And um, cause we can talk about this later, but um, the set photos do indicate that they're using Vancouver as a stand-in for Japan in some places. In some places, yes. Mm-hmm. They turned the convention center into a Japanese airport. I'm not sure if the town is so going to be a Japanese town or an American town, though. Yeah, I, I just think it'd be neat that um, I, I maybe we'll see Akira uh, Takarada as like some guy working at the airport or something like that. I don't know, it'd be really cool, and I don't. It's it's something that is such a small little thing that I hope that we see in the movie. I don't know for sure if those that, reports are correct or not. That's what I said to Noah. I think that if he is in the movie, he's going to play just some random Japanese guy like at the airport on our main character's like arrival, and he's going to have a small discussion with him about something. Yeah, I don't think I don't think you'll have like a significant role. It might just be like little shit, like a Stanley like s cameo sort of. I hope it's a little more substantial than that, but I don't expect him to be the main character or any or even a secondary character. I, I got to ask, actually, before we move on from the cast, um, are you guys nervous about the characters that seem to be in here? I like the idea of following a foot soldier, but already so many of the Godzilla movies and so many kaiju films in general are about following the military. Um, I can't recall yeah. a Godzilla movie that's actually followed a particular soldier. I know yeah, that, that, Final that, Wars kind of follow the mute, but... Well, I can. Yeah, I'm. I'm with. I don't know. I'm with Dylan on this one because I don't know. We, a lot of times when we see military, it's like the general sitting behind their big desk talking about like what they're gonna do to stop Godzilla. We never really get the guy that's in the middle of the whole thing, 
like being forced to fight Godzilla. Like you know, in every Godzilla movie, no matter how ridiculous it is, they always have all these foot soldiers lined up with like machine guns yeah. pointed at Godzilla, even though they know by now that that's not going to do anything. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. I think it's neat that they might be putting this in that perspective. Um, but I also get the feeling that it's not going to be totally military because we do have people like Brian Cranston who are playing his stepfather of all people. So I think we're going to get a little bit more of a personal look at it and rather just the military coming in. Because I, I think you need to have some sort of military perspective because that's sort of the Godzilla tradition, I think. Cloverfield is just, for me, it's a movie that really redefined the kaiju genre for me. And I was, I would have, I've been worried about this movie falling into cliches. So I'm not worried that this movie is going to be, you know, I'm not saying it is going to be cliche. This is just something that I think about. I like the idea of following a foot soldier. The one movie, you know, in retrospect, you guys are right. And there's been a strong military focus, but we've never really followed a soldier before in a Godzilla film. The one film, strangely enough, that I can think of that is actually the 1998 American Godzilla remake with the uh, Sergeant O'Neill character. The stuttering uh, sergeant, if you guys remember him. Oh, yeah. Uh, they didn't really follow him. I mean, I didn't even remember who he was until... I had to watch it again. Like it really only followed uh, Nick Titopoulos, and he was really more of the Doctor mm-hmm. Sarazawa of the film. He he wasn't a main character. Yeah. He wasn't the main character, but I mean that was the most we've ever followed, as close as we've come to a foot soldier before in the Godzilla series, and following him. I mean, yeah. I'm, uh, talking about this has made me more excited about following a foot soldier. I, that's just something I was worried about is them falling to the cliche of just being like the um. The military guy, the scientist, and the girlfriend. That's just what made me worried. I've, I pointed oh, yeah. it out. Um, Go ahead. I, I, don't, I was just, it's, that, what you were just saying is made me interested in that. Like, well, I'm, I'm actually more tired of following the scientist characters than the military guy. I feel like that, that's definitely the one main cliche of the Godzilla franchise when it comes to like human protagonists, is that there's always like, the human, the scientist character, and he's, they're never particularly interesting. They're just kind of there to spout out, like, look, I made Mechagodzilla. Good for you. <laughs> this is why so-and-so exists. Yeah. <laughs> and here I made a man-made black hole. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, that was uh, um, just a rabbit trail for a second. That was something that like I used to just accept, but in retrospect, I was like, wait. Nobody thought that, okay, we, you know, we made uh, nuclear weapons. That was really bad. Let's make a black hole. That couldn't possibly be any worse than nuclear <laughs> weapons. In retrospect, I was like, are you kidding me? You just made something a million times worse than a nuke. And there's no repercussions yeah. at all? Well, well they, they made Megagirus, so but, yeah. I guess that's repercussions. Sort of, yeah. They didn't seem to pay much attention. They're like, yeah, whatever. Oh, let's fire it again. <laughs> what possibly go wrong. Yeah. I, I don't know if I would like either laugh or cry if they brought that back in the legendary film. How do we get rid of it? Um, fire a black hole at it. Wait, what? Should, I, I would laugh if that was just like a throwaway line. <laughs> like, we tried... Everything from nukes. Might as well just throw a black hole at it and see how that works or not. <laughs> yeah, that or uh, let's build a robot to look just like him or something like that. I, I hope it's not campy <laughs> though. I mean, I'd laugh at a line like that, but those those kind of lines would almost take me out of it a little. I kind of hope that the film has. 
throwouts to the other movies like that. Not too campy, but like other shout-outs to the films. I, ho- I hope it's not like Godzilla 2000, the American Devil Godzilla 2000, where everyone's always saying things like as a joke. Whatever. Yeah. Kind of dialogue. Well, um, I don't know. Frank Darapont, if you look at his interviews, is saying that like they're trying really hard to not make this a campy film. Which, mm-hmm. I don't know. So I, I don't think that that will be the issue. I would like like one throwaway line. Just make a little two joke. Mm-hmm. Or two. I mean, as long as it's not like, I hope a giant moth shows up. <laughs> but, uh, I, I want it to be like, uh, to be funny like enough that it's like, oh, hey, that's a little shout out to the movies that we like, mm-hmm. but I like making fun of the movies themselves. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta say, I think that's interesting that they're going for such a serious approach. I think it's because, I mean, I think before the Amer- the first American Godzilla film, although it was a lot more serious than like the previous attempts, like Godzilla King of the Monsters in 3D or Godzilla vs. the Griffin, I don't think they, under- they realized that so many people understood why Godzilla was such a fascinating character and that Godzilla should be taken seriously. I think you know, it's interesting that they're finally understanding, you know, hey, people like Godzilla for legitimate reasons here. Not because of, not just because he has a fun campy side, but he has uh, kind of like a Doken the other, Doken, or whoever his name is, the other day, like, commented, like, he doesn't even think Legendary knows that Godzilla has a fan base. <laughs> Which is really I don't sad. Know. Um, yeah. I think Honestly, um, a lot of the current tone for the Godzilla movies can be attributed to how successful the Christopher Nolan Batman films were. I mean, yes. that seems like a stretch. But if you look at Batman before 2005 with Batman Begins, he was a campy character. A lot of people were kind of like, oh, Batman's cool, but he's something that's a little goofy, a little dated. I mean, you had the um, um, you had the old ones from the 60s and the bat nipples from the 90s. <laughs> And they were never really something that people were like get behind. And then Christopher Nolan kind of came around and had a much more grounded and reality-based approach to it, which was coincidence produced by legendary pictures. So I think when those films took off, it showed people that you could take sort of characters and properties that weren't always treated that seriously and do them like that, and people would accept it. And um, if you, there's actually I think an interview with Brian Rogers, who is the main producer this movie where he said that the way that Christopher Nolan treated the Batman characters in those movies was the inspiration of doing that for Godzilla. So I don't know. I think that's an interesting thing that like maybe the audience we have today is and so used to seeing comic book characters and giant monsters and stuff that they can finally make it as a serious thing again. Well maybe in the late nineties they can so who knows. I've found myself comparing Godzilla in terms of how a franchise evolves to Batman over and over again. So I'm, especially that point you just made, Nick. So I'm glad to see I'm not, you know, crazy or anything. That's that's really what I'm hoping. If anyone ever says Godzilla's dumb, that's kind of going to be my thing. It's like, well, you only know the campy side. Like, I mean, if you hadn't seen Batman Begins or The Dark Knight, you would just say Batman's dumb or stupid or can only be campy and that's not to say that like you can't enjoy the campy side of godzilla i do but i'm really hoping that like this makes the general public who's like yeah godzilla's just stupid kind of wake up sit up and go okay maybe there's a little bit more here 
Maybe there's a reason why this yeah. character has 30 movies. That's this. I mean, Christopher Nolan. I mean, I really like a lot of his approach to the Batman films. I think he's kind of overrated at times, but that's really what I keep saying. Yes, sir. I want this film to me. Yeah, I'm like, I don't want to go into the discussion of Batman movies, but I'm more or less in the same boat. I mean, I like them. I don't think they're perfect, but I do think that you can look at them as a model for what Legendary seems to be doing with the Godzilla movies. Absolutely. Yeah. Um,. So um, this doesn't really have to do much with the set photos, but I just wanted to bring this up in case you guys haven't talked about it. Um, have you guys seen the release that basically said that the two monsters in this movie are going to be original monsters and not from other Godzilla movies? Yeah. Okay. Do you, how do you guys feel about that? As long as they can make it cool, I don't. I, I, I'm fine with original monsters. Yeah, I'm. More or less in the same boat. I think while it would have been cool to see something like Rodan or Gigan show up, I think original monsters, as long as they're like in the spirit of Godzilla, they can work fine. I got the the reason why I say I'm fine with original monsters is honestly, I can't picture what monster they would do for this movie. I think every Godzilla monster, I try to put them in there, and I'm like, well, I mean, it'd be really cool to see Godzilla fight King Ghidorah again, but that seems more like a sequel type of thing. And then I think even like Rodan, okay, well, that kind of feels like a sequel thing to me, too. I, yeah, I got two names for you Crystalac and Obsidious. <laughs> I, I don't think they're going to be in the movie, though. I mean, no, like, I just mean I, the last time the, somebody went with original monsters, and that didn't really turn out too well, so. I know, but like, it, it's different, I think, in that, like, those are. Monsters designed, no offense to uh, Simon Strange and the crew that worked on those video games, but they were designed by an art crew for a video game. Well, if anything, these creatures are being designed, if rumors are to be believed by, like, Weta Digital, the people who gave us, like, the monsters from Lord of the Rings and King Kong and stuff like that. And those are all great. Yeah. So, I don't know. If they're doing the artwork for this, then I'm more than on board. If I were to name an artist I would love to see on this movie, it would probably be Neville Page. I don't know if you guys are familiar with him, but he designed uh, Clover from Cloverfield. He designed Cooper from Super 8. He designed the Big Red Monster from Star Trek. I think he's also worked, worked on Watchmen and Tron and Avatar. That's There's been some concept art that leaked that had monsters that kind of reminded me of it. The one that had Godzilla where it was basically Godzilla in like a Ford T-Rex pose and a weird big red squid thingy. I don't know if you guys have seen that art, but... Yeah, is um, it that the one where there's like the one that looks like a turtle? Yeah, who can? There's that one that's like all spiky and has like the the weird hairs and that like projectile alien tongue. Yeah, I I really hope those aren't the monsters. (laughs) I'm okay with the red one. Yeah, the red one is pretty cool. I I kind of wish they would do a Batman Begins in terms of the villains, because I got to say just personally, maybe I'd heard of Scarecrow once, but before Batman Begins, I had no clue who Scarecrow, Horatio Ghoul were. I mean, if you read the comics, you know, but the general public has no clue who those characters are. I really would have loved to have, well, I would have preferred this movie to just be a solo Godzilla film, but if I were to pick monsters, I would have picked C-lister Toho monsters that have not really been in the movie before and do them. One monster who I think would be 
the one monster I can think of who would be better as CGI than as a man in a suit would be Hedora. I would pick like Hedora. Her, I, w- I would definitely not do Ghidorah, and I would definitely do not do Mothra, her Mechagodzilla, because I do think you need to set them up. But I would have picked like a Varan, her Amanda, her Hedora, her Rodan. I would have gone with, not to say Rodan Sealister, but I would have gone with the more simplistic monsters, like Titanosaurus or something. Oh, yeah, I just think would have been the same boat. If you do those, like, I, I think that feels too. It feels so out of place being like the very first movie. Like everybody already knows who these guys are, and it'd be like really cool to see them on screen with Godzilla. But like, it's it just feels so out of place seeing Rodan or Angiris or like how are you gonna see another origin and not make it I don't know. so different? And... Well, it depends. Like I think that should be uh, I think something that should be considered though is that like. While us as Godzilla fans know these monsters really well, only like four or five of them are really known by the general public. And even then, I, don't, I can't imagine people getting really uber excited to see King Ghidorah in a Godzilla film. Like he does, they don't really hold the same like level of mystique that like say the Joker appearing in The Dark Knight would. And so I don't know like how legendary would like handle. It. I feel like they wouldn't try to hide King Ghidorah appearing in a Godzilla film or something like that. I feel like they just slap them in and be like, look, this is who he's fighting today. And the majority of people outside of the Godzilla fan base would be like, oh, cool, he's fighting a giant dragon. Yeah. I mean, these aren't... The... You make a good point. I'm just... The only time I can think of them doing a new monster this way before was the Godzilla versus the Griffin script. And I don't know if you guys have read that script, but that script was not very good. That's the kind of... That's just what worries yeah. me. Mm-hmm. Well, I think this um, we just don't have a lot of precedent for this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, if Toho said that they were doing a new monster for a Godzilla movie, we'd be like, oh yeah, cool, you do that all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've been doing that for 20 plus movies. Mm-hmm. I think it's just the fact that we don't really have that basis for American production. So who knows? I mean, it could end up working out totally fine. So, I don't know. And I think that people, a lot of people, when they think of Godzilla, before they even think of the nuclear... Um, the nuclear bomb aspect of it. They think of him fighting other monsters. I mean, that's one of the things he's most famous for. So I think Legendary, when they're making the movie, like, we have to put this in here. And that's something that people miss from the um, Roland Emmerich films from the 1980s, from 1998. So um, I, know, I think that's something that they're trying to do, just add an element of Godzilla back inside it. So. Which I would argue, I mean, for me personally, I don't miss that. I mean, I'm, I mean if he finds monsters... In this one, when he fights the monsters and they look good and it's a good fight, and as long as it doesn't compromise Godzilla himself in the story, I mean, I won't complain. I'm just spitballing here, but I would have rather been a solo film. I would not have been upset with it being solo because out of like 28 Godzilla films, not counting the Matthew Broderick, we and if you count the Matthew Broderick, it's 29. We only have two solo films. Like, I mean, I would not be opposed to them just doing solo. It's like, it's like the first Hulk movie they did, Ang Lee, or even the Incredible Hulk, he's, the character is both a hero and a villain, so he doesn't really need, I mean, you can throw a villain in there, but it doesn't really work as well as the rest of the story, and that's because the hero, quote-unquote hero of the story, is such a conflicted character that he is his own villain. But, again, I'm just spitballing mm-hmm. here. Yeah. I mean, we have to wait and see, I think, for the designs and how they're implemented into the story, so we can't really do much at this point. 
they the monsters they needed like they need to find a way it depends on how Godzilla himself is designed I know Dylan you've been rewatching um you've been watching like for the first time like Godzilla the series a lot I talked to you about that all the monsters in that series they all look different but you can tell they're all from the same show if that makes any sense yeah and the yeah, Toho that, that... I'm sorry I'm confused <laughs> and the Toho no, the Toho monsters from like the Godzilla films they're all different but again they all fit with a couple of exceptions you can all tell that they were made by the same company for the same film series if we have a classic looking Godzilla and like that squid thing it might not work as well I mean it can, it can depend because I mean kaiju I mean there have been all kinds of strange kaiju and Godzilla films like I mean Orga or Monster X but they needed to make sure that their monsters don't feel like okay here we have Godzilla and here we have you know I don't know an H.R. Giger creation fighting Godzilla I'm sorry Unless they, I don't know, it, it, it depends on how Godzilla looks. I mean, it's, uh, it, it's interesting that you bring that up in that um, each sort of like little series of Godzilla has its own sort of design look of the monsters. I mean, part of that has to do with the age that they were made in, but the Shawa monsters would look, would look more or less out of place, even with sort of updated designs in like the TV or the um, Millennium film, mm-hmm. which is it's just, um, it's just an interesting so, who knows? For, uh, just for the record, I'm a huge Alien fan, so I wasn't dissing H.R. Giger. I was just, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I understand. <laughs> um, the what, one thing, um, I, can you guys imagine them doing a really drastic redesign of Godzilla? I can, because while I love the 98 Godzilla, and I... I mean, I think the people who say it looks nothing like Godzilla are out of their minds. If that movie had been released with a different name, with no work from Toho, Toho would have sued their pants off because, I mean, it looks like Godzilla. I can't imagine them going that extreme. Can you guys? Oh, yeah, or... certainly. I, I think we're going to get something that certainly looks a little bit more mo- more modern and more, like, Americanized, maybe scarier than what we're used to for Godzilla. Or definitely not anything to the degree that the 98 Godzilla looks. I mean, the people making this movie, I think, went in with the idea that we can't do the thing that people didn't like with the 98 film. Mm-hmm. So they're definitely going to redesign him to that degree. What do you think, Dylan? Um, I'm pretty much going to just agree with Nick right now. Uh, <laughs> I, I can pretty much they're not going to do a drastic design change. We've already, we already have a basic idea of what they're going to do with Godzilla because we've seen the picture from the t-shirt. So when they were commissioning that t-shirt to be done for the, the show, they obviously told the person, we want Godzilla on it. We wanted, they, they told him they wanted like the old Godzilla. And uh, when uh, the t-shirt came out at Comic-Con, it like even from those really crappy pictures that we've seen of it, it looks like the older Godzilla. Mm-hmm. So we can tell that they're going to stick with an older look, but it is going to look more updated. I can promise that. <laughs> like by updated, do you guys mean like the 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 modern dinosaur stance that the '98 film had, leaning forward as opposed to standing upright? 
that is, is different. Um, that's not what I'm implying. I'm not sure about Nick. I'm not going to say they aren't going to do that because they very well could, but I'm not going to say they are going to do it. That they're going to do it. I'm not going to say they're going to do that. Um, I'd imagine that they're going to do something similar to it, but not fully T-Rex pose. I think they're going to have him upright leaned over a little bit. And that's just yeah, me I, being a little picky. Yeah, I'm on. I'm in line with going on this. The, 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 what I can see them doing, and what they're probably thinking, is that we don't want to make the 98 Godzilla. But we also can't have him look like the guy in a suit. Because that's one of the big things that people have against the franchise. It's one of the big stereotypes that Godzilla holds for it. And they want a Godzilla that looks like he's a real creature and looks like he has like a level of like agility and like um, power to him. Mm-hmm. But they want to keep the design for the old attacks. I think we're going to get something that's a little bit different than Which... the like Millennium Godzilla, mm-hmm. but something that's not anywhere near like Zilla which I understand a man in a suit when done badly is really really bad but so was Alien a man in a suit so was Terminator so yeah. was Predator that's something that kind of annoys me It's because I mean when it's done really bad it's done really bad but when it's done really good it's like well yeah you're right Godzilla is a man in a suit but so was Alien and so was Predator and everybody loves those monsters including myself so but, which actually I'm we mentioned that Weta, Weta, sorry, Weta Digital is doing the effects on this film. Do you guys think Andy Serkis will be doing motion capture for Godzilla or any of the other monsters? I would say no. Um, I don't think, well, because Andy Serkis is typically called in when there needs to be some sort of like human or ape-like performance out of the monster. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Godzilla, just as a design, can do that. And I don't know what having Andy Serkis would lend to the movie, to be honest. Um, I really, I, I was actually kind of, kind of going for it, but then, then Nick said what he said. Nick kind of, oh, well, well he's kind of right. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I think I'd like to see motion capture, but I don't think it's plausible, possible. Um, like Nick said, it's a, they usually do it for more humanoid. I know they did motion capture for the Incredible Hulk movies. I know they did motion capture for King Kong. I know they did motion capture for Lord of the Rings. And none of the creatures that they did motion capture for were anything along the lines of what Godzilla was. They were all giant humanoid creatures, like uh, no tails, no odd body shapes. They had the proportionate legs, proportionate arms, one solid like body shape. Godzilla's like more of a elongated thing. You makes it makes sense. The one thing that makes me consider it though is that. Godzilla has had human-like characteristics because he's been played by a man in a suit for so long. So you could put those qualities in. You could argue that you should put some qualities in there to keep Godzilla from just being a big animal, which kind of is what happened 
for the most part in the 98 film is Godzilla was just a big animal. You need to have some human touch behind it, I think. So that would be one interesting way to try and keep that in there. But uh, I think you can do that, though, without going pulling a full-on Andy Serkis film. Because if you look at the way when they do like the motion capture for Andy Serkis, they stick like 50 or so like dots on his face so the computer recognizes the different movements. And the way Godzilla's shape, his head is shaped and the way it's designed, I don't think how they'd be able to do that with like the human face relayed on the Godzilla and how that would like work out. I mean, just anatomically doesn't make sense. And I don't know if like a reptilian face could really convey all that emotion that you would get from an anti-circus like performance. And I think you can add emotion into it just through like little touches in like the CG or maybe through a prop work or something like that where it could work fine. Like um, Yoda, for example, is just a little puppet and you, and you can get the emotion out of him just through the way that they work that and everything like that. Um, so I think that it's just as likely that we can get an emotion or reaction out of Godzilla from um, CG or suit work or something rather than just pulling an Andy Circus and actually having a human do all the weird facial work and everything like that. I got you. I'm, I'm not going to try to like ruin everybody's opinions on what's going to happen and stuff like that, but I'm not going to believe that they're going to actually give Godzilla any type of human character to him. I think they're going to use him as a giant dinosaur. I don't think they're going to do what we like about him as much and give him like his own special character slot in the film as, as much as the T-Rex did in Jurassic Park. That's kind of what I think if we, I, don't know, I think if we see a character for Godzilla, it's going to be more along the line of what we saw in the '90s films and in the Millennium films. Yeah, like is more or less still a giant beast or a monster, but he has some sort of motivation and some sort of emotion that goes along with what he's doing. It's definitely not going to be like to the degree that some of the comics portray him as, or like the Shawa or like um films of that age from the 60s and 70s portrayed him as like a human-like hero. I don't think it's going to be like that. I think it's going to be, he's a monster, he has his own things that he's doing, and he's more or less an animal, but he's smart and you can see this because of the way he reacts to things. But I don't think, yeah, I don't think he's going to have like, I don't know, I don't expect him to pull up a skull and start soliloquizing in the <laughs> movie or something. Neither do I, but the Godzilla always has those moments that or like, I mean, if you, I mean, I know a lot of people when the original Gojira came out talked about how they cried when Godzilla died. How was uh, well, Godzilla, how, and even in that original film, when Godzilla's the ultimate destroyer, he's still a sympathetic creature. You understand that he's one of the victims here. And I don't want him to like pull up a chair and start talking either. But um, like, for instance, GMK, I love the eyebrows on that suit because Godzilla actually gets to emote slightly. I love that scene when he sees the crowd and he charges his breath. And I love that suit because he has those moments when his eyebrows can kind of articulate without saying what he's feeling. And again, there are other scenes in the other films that are like that. One scene I always get a kick out, kick out of is in Godzilla 2000 when Orga's like whole upper body splits in half to form that giant mouth. Godzilla's head kind of like jerks back and like an expression of what the heck? So I, I hope they have those kind of little moments. And 
I hope he has some personality to him like, because, I mean, the 98 film, it did have some personality, but for the most part, he was just kind of a big dumb animal. And if they do that again, I think they're going to get shot in the foot. But I think, you know, you're probably right, Dylan. It's just, I hope, I hope they don't do that. Yeah. <clears throat> I guess that kind of wraps up the cast now, unless there's anything else you guys want to mention real quick. Uh, um, I... did, did you want to talk about the set photos, Dylan? Well, that that kind of moves uh, on to the shooting, the last part. Which... Yeah. All right. Well, what's next after cast? Um. Yeah, the shooting. The fact that they're shooting oh, live okay, set photos, <laughs> all that good stuff. Um. Well, I mean, I've collected every set photo, and. uh video that we've gotten so far so i mean like just to give you a little estimate here i have let's just say drum roll aaron taylor johnson out of all the pictures that have been released i have let's see one two three one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven so i have 33 pictures of Aaron Taylor and Johnson on the set of Godzilla. Nice. And then I also have Brian Cranston pictures. I have pictures of the destroyed helicopter on the set, the car, all the soldiers on the train with the nuclear missile. Where's the... I would have a picture of the catering table at the set. <laughs> That's a lot of fish. But um, sorry. Um, where did this theory of the nuclear missile come from? Did we talk um, about that or? Well, for anybody that's listening that's coming in now, uh, we there's been missiles like spotted on site. Uh, they took pictures of them, and pictures that people have seen, a lot of people are making comparisons to nuclear missiles. So there's big speculation going around that they're going to actually try to nuke Godzilla. Uh, and I think it's honestly just like the shape of the missile. People are thinking... It looks like the kind of missile that the nuke looks like. It's the same shape, same style, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But so. it's probably not a nuke. It's probably just the same missile. I don't know. It, have you seen it? Oh, is it the thing that's like wrapped up in a bag on the train? Or? Well, there's been pictures of it out of the bag now. Oh, no, I haven't seen those. Hold on a second. I'll send you one. Awesome. Uh, but it's it's definitely it's it's large and missile like. Missile. <laughs> I got. Have you seen the pictures, Nick? Yeah, I've seen a lot of them. Um, I don't know. My first thought actually was nuke as well, but I think it's maybe just as likely that who knows? Maybe it's the missile that sort of leads to the creation or awakening of Godzilla, just as much as it's like the military using it against him. So who knows? I gotta say, I mean, just looking at all these set photos, it still blows me away. I'm still in a state of shock, the fact that this is still happening. That this is, you know, really happening. Because we've been talking There's about... There's a picture of the front of the missile. Oh, sweet. Because we've been talking about, this, you know, this movie for so long. It's still shocked to me that it's finally here. But, I mean, I'm thrilled to see all the set photos and everything. I have to admit, though, I, I kind of laughed at the set of the... Uh, the crashed helicopter because it reminded me of the end of Cloverfield and also just Godzilla. I expect the whole city destroyed and it's one wrecked 
helicopter. I mean, I know they can add in the rest digitally and stuff. I was just, I thought that was kind of funny. I don't know. I think it's possible this is early on in the film before, like, all goes to hell, like, the city or whatever. Because, who knows, like, I don't know, in a lot of the Godzilla films, it seems like it's a very common motif that it starts out, like, they, in, like, sort of the wilderness. Because, like, in the original, there's that island that he lives on. And, like, GMK, he walks around in, like, the um the forest on Mount Fuji for a while before making his way towards Tokyo. So, I don't know, that's, it just seems like that's, like, something that they do. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, there's been some people uh, speculating, like on the forums, on the Facebook, and stuff like that, uh, that this is supposed to be a flashback sequence. I'm not exactly sure what brought that assumption out, and I'm not exactly sure like why they would think that. But have you guys heard anything about that? I have. Um, I don't know enough about the plot to really say yes or no to that. <laughs> Well, I don't know anything about the plot either. I, I meant, did you hear anything about them thinking it's going to be a flashback sequence? Do you know where that idea came from? Or I don't. No, I think it's just people spitballing. <laughs> I gotta say, though, with Brian Cranston as the grandfather, that's... Stepfather. Step, stepfather. Oh, never mind then. <laughs> well, it could be a grandfather. But <laughs> I mean, I don't know. For some reason, I could picture him having some kind of flashback. Like, maybe he was a scientist who worked on whatever created Godzilla. But I don't... I didn't think flashback looking at these photos. I I thought... I was more reminded of Cloverfield, like I said, than anything else. But I didn't think flashback. Um, The photos that came out just, like, yesterday and today that showed, like, people in modern military uniforms with, like, the camo and stuff like that makes me think it's actually modern day. Yeah. I mean, it looks very modern day with the Jeeps and everything. Yeah, and the helicopter. The helicopter definitely looks like something that is used today rather than, I don't know, I don't even think there were helicopters used at, at all during World War II. So, I mean, there was some um, speculation before filming started that this could be speculation or a desire for this to be a um, a timepiece film set like in the 40s or 50s, but I think we can pretty much confirm that's not the case now. Yeah, and I'm I, happy. I don't think I that's the case. That. Yeah. Um, what I'm actually wondering is, do you think that everything we've seen so far is supposed to be from Japan? I, I said earlier, I know that the airport scene is in Japan. I don't believe that this Vancouver uh, scene is going to take place in Japan because uh, there's been a lot of news reports like posted on YouTube and stuff like that, and they're allowing the people that live in that neighborhood to stay in the houses, like, like live, still live there and stuff like that, and ask people to like move away from the set or anything like that. And I know that some of the people have been said that they've been on camera for the movie. Okay, okay, so, that would make sense. Yeah, unless everybody in Vancouver is Asian, I don't. <laughs> <think>. <laughs> I I gotta say, um, I do. I love the idea of parts of this movie taking place in Japan. But I really hope Godzilla does make his way over to the U.S. I mean, I'd love to see that. I'm really positive. I'm really positive that he's going to attack a U.S. city. Yeah, I thought it was confirmed that it was going to at least come to the U.S. Yeah, that thrills me (laughs) to have Godzilla in my country. I'd be like, yes, bring it. 
Well, it's not the first time. No, but still. Yeah, he's been in New York twice, mm -hmm. technically. Destroy all monsters. Destroy all monsters, and in 98. Would you guys be upset if he attacked New York again? I heard a lot of complaining about that. But... Mm. I don't know. I think New York's a bit overdone these days, but I wouldn't be upset. I mean, a city is a city. <laughs> New York is America's Tokyo. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I wouldn't be bothered by it. I mean, I'd say... I'd be kind of like, well, you know, you could have done somewhere else, like Dallas. California or something like that. <laughs> There's no ocean in Dallas. <laughs> I don't care. Make it happen. <laughs> he can teleport there like Reptilian. <laughs> um, I wouldn't be overall upset about it if he attacked New York again, but I'd be pretty much just like, well, you know, you could have picked a different city that hasn't been attacked by a giant monster in the last five years. So, Am I allowed to say a mo um, minor spoiler for Pacific Rim? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, it relates to what we're talking about. Um, they did a screening of Pacific Rim a few days ago, um, and this relates back to something. Guillermo del Toro said that um, something that he was talked to when he started shooting was that he wasn't allowed to use a specific location because that was where Godzilla was going to go. Interesting. And they didn't want an overlap between the two movies. And um, one of the reviews that came up for Pacific Rim said that they don't go to Japan at all in that movie. And that they go to Hong Kong, they go to like the Philippines, they go to the U.S., like West Coast and stuff like that. But they never go to Japan. So that makes me think maybe Godzilla does attack Japan. So who knows? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if like Godzilla starts out in Japan. Of Godzilla, I, I kind of want Godzilla to appear in Japan. but I, really I think hope... that's how it's going to be, too. I, really... I think he's going to start out there. I really hope that he, like, migrates to America. I think, just thinking about it now, uh, it's going to start out in Japan. There's going to be a giant monster attacking. Our main character and other U.S. soldiers are sent to Japan to help out. Uh, something goes wrong. They trigger Godzilla's attention. Somehow, like, get his instincts on coming, like following them back to America. That sounds about right. I mean, I'd, I'd yeah, like I could... to see him move over to America. Like maybe the city, the town that we see on set is a Japanese town, mm -hmm. and they use the nuke on Godzilla. It only powers him up more and just makes him even more angry, and he follows the plane helicopter, boat, or whatever back to America. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if that's the case. Or something more or less along those lines. Mm -hmm. I'd be happy with it. I think I'd like to incorporate both. I'd, I'd, Yeah, I mean, I'd love to see Godzilla smash up Japan and then head towards America. I want him to get as, much, as many places as he can. Wasn't he supposed to show up in America in Final Wars? I remember that being the real big deal the hype around that movie was that Godzilla was going to go all across the globe, and he really didn't. Yeah, well, Rodin was in there, New York. Rodin. There were so many rumors about that movie before it came out that just didn't end up being true. So yeah. who knows? Who knows when it comes to that movie in particular? <laughs> like I remember. I mean, I could tell you, I could tell you how like pissed off I was when the first list of monsters came out. Gorosaurus was on it, and then didn't end up actually being in the movie. Oh, so. yeah. <laughs> I was... Up oh. Sorry. Maybe maybe the... Uh, oh, what was I going to say? Oh, the two other monsters. 
uh, the new monsters. Maybe they're on American soil, attacking, and Godzilla's in Japan, and the Japanese army, the military from the U.S., they decide to lure both, all three monsters together into one big zone. That would be interesting. A little too cliched for my taste, but that would be interesting. Yeah, I mean, like, who knows at this point? We know next to nothing about the plot for this movie. So there could be any number of scenarios. So I don't Just know. having fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I understand. IMDb actually has a plot listed. If uh, IMDb's plot is a giant radioactive monster called Godzilla awakens from eons of sleep and attacks a city. Well, I think we gathered that much. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I just find I it, hope that happens. I just find it interesting <laughs> that they say radioactive and awakens from eons of sleep. I, I honestly think that that's just somebody on IMDb just doing some generic Godzilla plot. Probably, yeah. <laughs> I don't think it was anything from Legendary that said that. Probably not. But you guys <laughs> do think his origin is going to be nuclear. God, that would be hysterical if that was the official legendary press release for this movie. Yeah. Godzilla. <laughs> Monster blows up stuff. <laughs> That's the plot. It's all you need to know. It's like Pacific Rim. I just tell people it's giant monsters fighting giant robots. That's it. <laughs> That's your plot. My friend keeps um, on my fit because he thinks that the robots are ripping off Gundam from Pacific Rim. I guess they kind of are, but I've never seen Gundam, so I don't care. Um, to answer your question a couple minutes ago, Noah, I I do think, especially now with this whole missile thing, I do think nuclear origin is going to be a part of Godzilla's backstory. Well, I I think the trailer more than anything confirmed that. Yeah. With, like, oh yeah. The, that too. So just like the way that that was all set up, didn't, didn't even describe that there was like a mushroom cloud in the background. I think oh, I remember not exactly here. Sure. The only thing I've seen from the trailer is that one image that was released a while ago with uh, the people standing on the destroyed building. Yeah. But I don't know, just from like everything I've heard about that trailer makes me see makes me think that they are in fact going with some sort of like A bomb nuclear weapon sort of analogy for Godzilla. And who knows? It actually it's interesting that that's actually more relevant now with everything that's been going off North Korea and yes. stuff like that. So who knows? So that, it's it's still a timely issue 50 years later. That's that's something that I hate to say, because I mean you don't want to be saying yes, that's awesome <laughs> that North Korea is threatening <laughs> to nuke us, but that's something yeah. that like I know I remember uh, talking with Chris and he had mentioned that once that he tried to talk to to uh, some, a producer about Godzilla and the producer's like, well we're not really scared of nuclear bombs anymore but we did go to war with iraq over the threat of them and everything that's been coming out with north korea all their threats no matter how ridiculous their threats are no matter how much we you know win in a fight i can't deny that i get a little nervous when i see things like that that the thought that just oh, yeah. you know boom a whole city can go by i mean like i think as long as nuclear weapons exist it's people will still be it still be a valid point for discussion in movies and in art and stuff like that. I mean, sure, we're not scared of the Soviet Union or, like, Japan or anybody nuking us and causing World War III as much as we were during the 50s and 60s, but it's still a thing. It's mm -hmm. st They still exist, and the UN is still trying to put sanctions on them. So, I don't know. I mean, I still think the nuclear bomb route is still an important way to go about it. Same here. So, who knows? 
there's not. We haven't seen him. I know there's been rumors of Akira Tak uh, Takarada. There has not been a picture of him on set yet, has there? No. Dang. <laughs> um, back to the nuclear thing there, real quick. Do you think that they're going to blame us? Do you think they're going to mention that it was America's bomb that awoken Godzilla, like it was in the original movie? Honestly, I hope so. Um, I that was a little thing that sort of bothers me about the Roland Emmerich movie from 98 is that we sort of took like the easy way out because mm -hmm. we couldn't be because they were like oh yeah it's the French they did it don't worry it's not America's fault this time but I was like well that sort of defeats the purpose I mean if you're going to do an American Godzilla movie it's it seems a little disingenuous to be like look it's not our fault it's these French guys so I don't know I thought, that, I, thought I didn't like that part and I hope that if they do mention the nuclear bomb aspect of it that they America does take some sort of blame of it because we are to this day the only nation to ever use the A bomb on another country, and it, the whole the whole franchise started because Japan was reacting to that. So I think it'd be disingenuous to be like, "Oh, it's not America's fault; it's this other group of people." Other nations have tested nuclear weapons, though, correct? Yeah, tested. Yeah, tested. Was yeah. I'm curious. Um. My memory's bad, but has Godzilla's creation always been blamed on nuclear testing or nuclear weapons? Nuclear weapon. It was the original Godzilla was un like it was officially, but not technically, because they didn't mention it like directly in the film. Mm -hmm. The result of America dropping the A bomb on Japan. Yeah. Okay. Or or the uh, the Lucky Dragon incident. Yeah, the the was... first the first scene was inspired by the Lucky Dragon. Oh, yeah. yeah, I will say in defense of the original Gojira, they um, you're right. I mean, it was America's fault, but I love how that movie doesn't say this is all your fault, America. That movie takes all of mankind as a whole to blame, and I hope this movie has a similar approach. That Godzilla is a problem for you know, everyone, that nuclear weapons doesn't affect just countries, it affects the whole world, it affects mankind as a whole. But I do hope that Godzilla is, I mean, created by America. And I mean, that was that, that was a cop-out of, of the 98 film to, to blame it on the French. The only thing I will say in defense of that is I love the fact that you have a micro-cold war happening behind the scenes while everybody's focused on this giant monster running through the city, you have like a Cold War, underground Cold War undercover mission in American soil happening. I like that aspect of it, but I did think it was cheating to make it French. I also thought that like J.J. Abrams, when doing Cloverfield, he wanted America to have its own giant monster. But if you follow the viral, it was the Japanese who awoke Clover from the bottom of the ocean. So, yeah, it's like, eh, we kind of have to be responsible for it. Yeah, it, it's it's interesting in that, like, I think just over the past couple of years, America as an audience has gotten more and more used to, like, the U.S. being not always the heroes. I mean, look at, I don't know, the one I'm jumping to right now is, even though it's not the U.S. explicitly, is Avatar. I mean, the big climax in Avatar is people that look like U.S. soldiers um, as the villains. So, I don't know, I hope that maybe we... Um, Frank Darabont and everybody that's working on this new film, Gareth Edwards, all 
put a little bit more effort into making it a little bit more gray. Yes. About America's involvement in the whole thing. So. And like I said, make it more like the original film. Don't make it all about like, ooh, you you evil military like Avatar. Don't make it so one-sided to the point where it's ridiculous. Like nature is holy and perfect and blameless and mankind yeah, yeah. is evil. I mean, again, Gojira, you felt bad for Godzilla. You felt bad when you realized he had been scarred by nuclear bomb. I want this Godzilla not to look zombified, but I want this Godzilla to look nasty. I want him to look like he's hurt, that he's like in pain or something. And so you feel sympathetic for Godzilla, but you also feel sympathetic for the for the daughter crying as her dead mom is carried away from radiation burns. Like, I want it to be clear that, like, everybody's the victim in this situation. Nobody's winning anything. I honestly wouldn't want Godzilla acting like he was hurt or appearing hurt. I'd prefer it like the bomb woke him up. Yeah, it caused his skin to kind of like shrivel and blacken. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I don't want like any wounds on Godzilla at all. And I, I'd rather him not be in pain from it. I'd rather him be like kind of like angered mm-hmm. that he was kind of disturbed. I would quote it to kind of like, um, well, correct me if I'm wrong. I think when designing the original Gojira, they wanted the skin to look dark and like ragged. Not... Origin- originally, it was alleg- it was supposed to be alligator-like. Yes. Um, they, it was it, the final effect was completely done by accident. By they took sponge, like sea sponge, and they glued it down onto the the costume and they covered it with like a black latex okay. and that's or like well I think it was more like a greenish colored latex originally because they said like his skin was like a brownish green color in the original movie but you know what I mean I gotcha the one, the one thing I would um when I said pain I don't mean like Godzilla like whimpering or anything but like that line from one of the X-Men movies when someone asks Wolverine when he pops his claws does he hurt and he says, like, every time. Like, I want, I mean, Godzilla to be kind of like, I don't know. I always used to think it'd be interesting to have a Godzilla film where it's like the radiation inside Godzilla is killing him. But his regenerative powers are constantly healing him. So he's in this, like, state of flux. Almost kind of like the Deadpool character from Marvel Comics, if that makes any sense. That's kind of cool, actually. Like, the, the way you described it there, I like that. Mm-hmm. That the radioactivity is like draining him of his life, but mm-hmm. um, like I don't imagine belching radiation from your throat is a pleasant experience, but it's something that, for obvious reasons, he keeps doing again and again. If that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. I I talked to some people on the forums about his radioactivity uh, causing pain to him or anything like that and somebody mentioned that they think that it might have hurt the first few times that he did it but eventually it kind of just like created like one big giant callus around the inside of his throat mm-hmm. so it doesn't hurt after a while I could see that I'd love it I'd love it if they get into this kind of debate in the movie if they have a scene where they're talking about oh, I don't think they're going to get in like that I think that maybe they'll kind of like Nick, are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I was like, wait a second. Um, 
I think kind of like the Amazing Spider-Man, like fans were like, oh, I hope they describe how he makes the suit and stuff like that. And they showed him making the suit, but they didn't really do it in like an amazing way. Like we thought we'd actually see him making the costume. Two hours of sewing. We we saw him like ordering a spandex suit off of eBay and cutting out sunglasses to make the, the eyes, but we never actually saw him like forming the suit. I think that they'll explain somehow that Godzilla has nuclear origins and that and he can breathe fire. Well, I just I don't meant, think they're going to go and explain exactly how. I, I just meant I was picturing more of a scene of people sitting around and throwing out these kinds of ideas. Like, what if he does it this way? Or what if he did it this way? That, that kind of thing. I honestly wouldn't mind if it's sort of similar to Cloverfield, where we don't never really find out a huge amount about yeah. Godzilla. And he just sort of shows up and people react to him because he's this force of nature that came out of nowhere and he's tearing everything through. And then people are just reacting. And they don't have time to sit down and be like, wait, what exactly is this? Mm-hmm. They, they just kind of like accept and run. So, Or even like the original uh, Gojira. I mean, it's obvious Godzilla, that movie came from the bombs, but you never see his it happen to him in that movie. Yeah, but I, uh, anything that reminds me of Cloverfield is awesome. So I like your idea. <laughs> <laughs> I think that pretty much wraps it up. Unless there's anything else to cover. I mean, I've run out of ideas. Yeah, I can't really think of much more to say either. We've covered most of the big news that's come out for it. Yeah. Uh... Real quick before we stop, I'll just check, make sure no new yeah. <laughs> photos or anything were released in the last like we stop rec- two hours. We stop recording, and all of a sudden it's like Godzilla's design revealed. <laughs> I gotta ask real quick. Um, have you guys seen that video that the director uploaded to YouTube where he's just like, "Hey, we're filming. Bye." <laughs> yep, I have. Yeah, I saw it. What was funny though is that I was on the forums at the time and they announced that they're doing that. And then everybody was like really excited, like, "Oh my god, it's gonna be something huge!" And I just that was like, "Hey guys, bye." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, it's gonna be the teaser! It's gonna be the teaser!" And then they come back, and I'm like, "Oh, hi." <laughs> I'm, I'm, I gotta say, I would love it if they pull out a viral marketing for this movie. Again, like Cloverfield. Do you remember that weird thing going on that uh, the? that was being heard around the world like people were recording and put it on YouTube and stuff or it was like a weird grumbling noise heard out and outside and uh, people were like putting on the internet like oh it's some viral campaign for Godzilla already <laughs> I think something like that would be cool <laughs> something yeah, like that I mean I would, I would be okay with it I mean like I don't think any group or like movie will ever be able to pull off a viral campaign that was as successful as Cloverfield's. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm always for it. I always think it adds an interesting level to it. I think, I also think that like, it won't be as important because just to keep out about Cloverfield, Cloverfield's viral did more than just like build up the movie. It told a story and it told information that the movie itself was not able to tell. It added on to the movie and like the dark Knight viral campaign. I know everyone went nuts over that. But I don't really I don't think there was anything to it. You just got like pictures of the Joker and stuff. But the Dark Knight, but I mean the Cloverfield viral, you learn things about the movie that you couldn't learn from the movie itself. And Godzilla 
just by the virtue of its character and the kind of movie it's going to be, it doesn't really need to worry about how are we going to explain things. So I would like to see some kind of mysterious viral though. Like I would love to see like like if they had a fictional, like I mean if one of the characters was like a nuclear scientist, if like they had a paper written by him discussing like the damage that nuclear radiations have done to the environment and have that be posted online somewhere, it's like something clever like that. They're like mysterious, you know. You know, ships have been disappearing in the in the ocean. You know, what could be causing that? That kind of stuff. I fully intend to whether this movie is amazing or a bomb. I fully intend to ride the Godzilla hype train till it crashes and burns. I am hoping for a Godzilla '98 style, you know, media blitz all over again, and I can't. Oh, wait. I would love that i would absolutely love that but i have a feeling it's not gonna be anything like that i don't either but i I don't think it's gonna happen i think that i honestly haven't seen a media blitz that huge since that movie to be honest Mm -hmm. like that was something very very exceptional in the way it went about i mean i still expect to see posters and toys and even maybe something like at 7-eleven or whatever but Mm -hmm. i i don't think it'll be to the degree the 98 movie was i think that whole I don't know, the whole style of advertising, I think, just doesn't exist anymore. Well, uh, I mean, it wasn't as big as Godzilla 1998, but the Avengers had some serious promotion going mm-hmm. on. Spider-Man 3, I remember being pretty through the roof. I, yeah, it's, but... You go ahead, Nick, I'm sorry. Uh, it's fine, I didn't really have much to say. It's, just, it's funny to me, because I, I always hear people saying, like, Godzilla, the 98 Godzilla backfired and the media and the marketing campaign is one of the reasons why. But when you think about a lot of the movies that came out around that time, like, I mean, the next movie I can think of that was so hyped that big with the marketing campaign even bigger was episode one. And we all know what happened with that. I just, it it feels like there's a period in the nineties where like characters and properties were being completely misinterpreted by Hollywood with Batman and Robin even though I like it with Godzilla 98 and now you have people coming in into Hollywood who know how to treat the character right and that's kind of what I'm hoping happens with this Godzilla film obviously yeah I um I could talk for hours about why I think that is but it, it doesn't really have much to do with Godzilla itself I mean yeah. you'd have to go back what happens in 2000 look to happen in 2000 with the movies and stuff like that so which would be interesting i mean i'm i'd love to talk about that too but yeah i don't know like it depends on how much long we want this to go <laughs> uh, we're at an hour and a half I, I mean i think we've been going pretty far if you guys want to stop i can't think of anything else to add on to this we've we've been pretty ex- exhaustive do you think that yeah. the there's going to be a video game release i th- um, think so don't um because if you look at most of the big blockbusters that have come out recently there actually haven't been video games attached to them like think last year out of the major blockbusters that came out for the summer the only one that could think that had the movie like a video game attached to it was the amazing spider-man like the avengers didn't the dark knight rises didn't i haven't heard anything of pacific rim getting one there's Um, gonna be a pacific rim video game there is yeah, they already they said something about it a while ago. Is it going to be like a console video game or something for like iPhones? 
I can't recall. I just remember them saying that they were working on a Pacific Rim video game. Okay. I, I just I I just don't see it happening as much because I think a lot of the times that the tie-in video games are not very well received and I don't know if they've been doing that well like financially either. So I don't really know how that's going to be going from this point forward. Uh, I think it's a possibility, but personally I don't know if that will happen. I think it's much more likely actually that um, Kaiju Combat takes off than um, I don't know, then we get a, a Godzilla Legendary Pictures video. I thought I heard that they weren't able to use Godzilla and Kaiju Combat right away because... Not right away. Um, yeah. I will say, um, I wouldn't be surprised if we get like a $2 um, iPhone game. Oh yeah, I think, I think that is much, much, much more likely than getting a, like, a game for the Xbox or whatever. Mm-hmm. Which I would prefer. I, I know on the Kaiju Combat forums, or not on the forums, well, on the forum on Toho Kingdom, Simon Strange did say that they couldn't acquire Godzilla because somebody already owns the video game rights for Godzilla right now. That's interesting. <laughs> I, I would love I to... I just pictured one of you two falling out of your seat right there because <laughs> somebody just went... <laughs> I, would, I, would, um, <laughs> I would love a, co- a console Godzilla game. I would love to see... I just kind of would hope it wouldn't be a fighting game because I really like the fighting games a lot, but I also want to see something different done with the franchise. I think you and I were talking once, Dylan, you mentioned it being like a sandbox game, like The Amazing Spider-Man, and I would love yeah. that. I would love that. I just... I'm not sure if it's for the Legendary Pictures game or if it's for something else, but somebody currently does own the rights to make a Godzilla game. Now, whether or not something actually does come out of that or not is up for debate. I guess that basically wraps it up. Is there anything else you guys think we should talk about? Or... Nah, I mean, at the moment, I don't think there's much more we can say. I mean, like, I would love to be able to come back in a few weeks and have much mm-hmm. more news and we can start a whole new conversation. But at the moment, I think we basically said what we can about this project. Sweet. Any last words, Dylan? Not really. Um... May sixteenth, two thousand fourteen. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'm. Ex- I'm. I know. I'm thrilled. And I mean, if if you know, anytime there's a real big update on the project, I mean, we'll we'll have a podcast out. I mean, and we won't be doing one like every week, but you know, if like Godzilla's designs revealed, if the monsters are revealed, if the film gets a rating or something like that, you can guarantee we'll. I'm sorry. I feel like when we get a trailer podcast, that one's gonna be like three hours long of us going in frame by frame. Yes. Like. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just picking the whole thing apart. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, before we go, I want to remind everybody that you can find us on iTunes. On iTunes, we are the Toho Kingdom podcast. You can also visit us at www.tohokingdom.com. Toho Kingdom is the the main website where we all met on the forums and decided to produce this show. And you can find exclusive episodes of our show there, including an interview with the IDW cover artist. Jeff Zorno, and you'll also find you'll find exclusive episodes there on the website and you'll that you won't see on iTunes and you'll find exclusive episodes on iTunes that you won't see on the website, so we try to keep you on your toes. So check us out there and look us up on Facebook. And we want to thank you once again for listening and encourage you to, if you enjoyed this show, to leave a positive review and rating on iTunes, because every little bit helps. Review, subscribe, we want to get our numbers up there and get more people listening to us. 
Bingo. Okay. So, okay. All right, so thank you once again, and good night. Good night, Have everybody. Good night, folks.